Good evening. So, before Shavuos, we were talking about Zerizis, having alacrity, quickness, push, to not only to do, but in particular to do mitzvahs. And we, as we mentioned, that the greatest loss would be if we have an opportunity to do mitzvahs and that we lose that opportunity, that there's a permanent loss, like a, a lost uh, moment. You know, I, I, Asaf Bartzvi, he just went to Israel yest- yesterday, uh, started his path back to get married. So I told him that I've said before, I said, you get married once. So I said, you know, at my wedding, I told the photographer, don't bother me. I think I mentioned this, right? I said, don't bother me. I'm not, I'm not taking your pictures. I'm not smiling. No, I did smile. I, I was, we had family pictures. I had, before the wedding, I had to take pictures. I'm like, goodness, torture. Mom is torture. Um, so I did my, I said, I did, I did my time. I went under the chuppah. I'm getting married. Don't say smile. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm interested in getting married. And, and, you know, I'm not living for the picture. I'm living for the moment. And so I said to him, like, you know, make, take it. I said, for the photographer, you know, at your wedding, you'll be pulled in many directions. You know, there's a great day to daven. You only get married once. There's no day of prayer like that. It happens to be you go to the mikvah, you're forgiven for all your sins. It's a tremendous day of atonement, a tremendous day of prayer. That's why many people go to a chasen or a kal and ask for brachas, because it's a very, very auspicious moment. But you could squander, you could waste it, uh, you could lose it because there's so many other things that are out there and then it's gone. And every prayer that you'll give your children or your descendants will be very precious in the future. You may not even realize how precious they are. Yes? So when you go to the mikvah before you get married, you said that forgets your sins. Does that happen every time you go to the mikvah or just that time? Just that time. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, all, it's, also, it's always an auspicious time to pray when you go to the mikvah. But, but the, no, you don't get treated. And the reason why that time, you, you, it's not because of the mikvah, it's because uh, it's, it goes to men and women, it's because you are considered recreated. Right? You're, you are re, you're rebooted. Actually, you know who converted yesterday? You know, Emma? Emma Turlo. Oh, yeah, she's not the Daniela Chaya. Chaya. Yeah, yeah. So what, she was forgiven. So she was forgiven for all of her sins. Why? Because she's a new person. When you get married, according to the Kabbalah, you're lacking an essential part of yourself. You, you're recreated. Actually, one of the blessings at a Jewish wedding is Yotzer Adam, the day of creation of man, because it's a day you're recreated at a certain level. So that's why you're free. Nothing to do with the mikvah, uh, per se. Anyways, but my point is, is you could go to your own wedding, let alone someone else's wedding, you know, and, and, and I, I told Larry Kazan on Sunday, he hated a chassim I said, Laser! Live it up, enjoy it. Don't be so tense. You know, you're so nervous. Where you got all these little details. You gotta enjoy it. There are, there are moments in life which you don't want to waste, but there are mitzvahs that come and are gone. There are mitzvahs that are come and they're gone, and, and you gotta grab them. So the Ramchal says, of the Medrash Amru, and the Medrash says, "Hu yenagenu almos." The Medrash is a Medrash of Rishlava that he will guide us almos. That means in the, in the world uh, to come. Bizrizis, ke'en omalsa. They're just like if we're in this world, we have drive, we have push, we have focus. So too, in the world, uh, eternal world, 
Kiemos will be like young, so it's commanded at Omer Besoich Olamos Tofefas. And like young maidens who are blowing. Like, you know, you see young people who are active and thriving and pushing, as opposed to somebody in a, in a wheelchair going slowly. You don't want that to be your eternal reality, to be a turtle. I mean, you don't be a turtle for, for many reasons, eternally, but. Uh, Right? You want to be vibrant. You want to be, and the way you, the vibrancy you have, obviously when a person, everyone gets older, it's part of life, and you know, no one expects a 97-year-old to run the San Jose Marathon. Uh, um, but, but, uh, we're talking about when you're, when you're 57 or 47 or 37, you should not be walking like a 97 You shouldn't be you know, blanking out like that. Uh, where a person, when you're alive, when you have it, our nature very often per- proscribes and blocks us from achieving what we could now. Why? Because we're inherently lazy. There's a, there's a, we're inherently physical, and of course from doing things. A person who pushes themselves and takes advantage to the extent that they could. In the future, a person will merit to get it in its ultimate form. Uh, and that God will give uh, him his reward. Right? To the extent that you push yourself in this world, in that world to truth, you also have that. It means it's a remarkable thing. We create, of course, a world to come, but even the way we do things, in eternal, remember that mashallah I gave about the sand, you know, how long the world to come is? Such a long time, such a long reality will be determined how we are in this Short, and life is short. Your life is short. You gotta, you have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to take advantage. And there's, a, there's used to say, like, you know, life short, play hard. It, uh, it doesn't. It goes beyond that. It's not just life short, play hard. Play hard because in life is short. Because if you do, you'll be that will be a reality forever. And ever, and ever. That's a long time. So you want to have Zrizis. Chazrizis, now he's going back to the, to the second room. Right? So now, remember we said, in the beginning, a few weeks ago, we said, you have Zrizis, you need Zrizis to do the act, to begin the act. Not to push it off. Not to de- delay it, an act. That's well, to start it, and then you need Zrizis to finish the job. You, need, you, know, you can have a lot of motivation, a lot of excitement, a lot of Getting into it, but you need Zrizus to finish the job, doing the deed. But the Zrizus after the beginning of the deed is Shekivan When you grasp the mitzvah, Yimar Lahashlam Osa, you should hurry up to finish it. and don't just try to get it done with, get it over with. Uh, or to, to when I, when I get, get over with means not to finish the job, to pass it or to do it. Kamoshu is the avalash, like when you're when you you know when you're carrying a burden, 
you try to take it, you throw it off. So you're doing the mitzvah, you should look to, 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 to do, the, do it. You should be fearful that it won't get done. What happened, you, know, you know, I have certain people actually, you read a book. Like, I have, like, multiple books that I read. Like, oh, I don't know, like, my, my bathroom, my, you know, whatever I read it, I can't learn. So, uh, you know, you start a book, the people, like, there's certain types of personalities, or like, middle of 20 books, never finish. I know somebody literally can never finish a book. It's crazy. He's always, or she's always, starting a new book. It's crazy. Like, finish one book, and then go to the new book. I'm not t- so, some places you have two or three books here or there, but little. I'm talking in your bedroom or in your living room. A person starts on books, reads 35 pages, starts the next book, and they never get anywhere. You ever, you ever meet such a person? Do you read books? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, but I finished. You finished them right away. <laughs> if either I finish or I put it away, if I don't like. It. Yeah, put it away. Okay, good. Right, but there's certain people that start something. It could be a shidduch, could be a mitzvah, could be a good deed, could be uh, you know. You know uh, let's like the, the, the cleaning up type per- person or the unpacking. Which means someone's moving. Some people start unpacking and like literally a year later, there's still boxes. Push it a year later. Like, what are you waiting for? If you had no time, I'm just kind of delaying. Right. So what happens is. Start the job and you don't finish it. You don't you don't follow through. You don't finish what needs to be done and in, in the mitzvah itself. Um this is where our sages uh, warned us and exhorted us. mitzvah, anybody who starts a mitzvah uh, and doesn't Finish it. Koiver Ishto Uvanov will bury his wife and his children. Who do we learn that from, by the way? Anyone know? Yitzhak and Why them? Um, it's not a crazy guess, but it's actually Yehuda. Because oh, Yehuda I, I started. Thought, I thought that. Uh, I'm very bad with names, but I thought that um, Yitzhak had said something about his wife to, that she should die if she. Um, took idols or something. Yeah, it was Yaakov and Rachel. Yeah, but that's not them. It's not them. Okay. But it was Yehuda, when he said to, when Yosef was thrown in the pit, he, he said to sell him. So he started to save Yosef, but he didn't finish the job. And we know that Yehuda's wife dies, and two sons die. Right? And because Yehuda could have finished the job of saving Yosef, so, and he didn't. So, so from there we learn how his wife and children will be buried. Which means, which is that certain. What does it mean? It means, you know, what wife and on a on a, on a certain level, you know, it's an explanation. You know, marriage and children are mitzvahs, right? They're, but it, you know, whether it's marriage or children, the minute if you just think you bring children to the world, you're done. Good luck to you. <laughs> Goodness, yeah, it doesn't end. I, uh, I, you know, I must say one thing: having multiple. This is a plus. You can, you know that already. Like you don't, you, like it's not, I have less novelties these days because I've already seen it all, uh, or many things. Like you see it, like you know, it's five and eight and blah blah blah. blah. But it's not like you bring a child to the world; it doesn't end. It, it, it continues. You get married. It's not like one day you say, okay. 
I've been, marriage has been fun. Yeah, you're married tomorrow also. You know, you're married. You're laughing. Who married you off? You. I know. You better, you better <laughs> take it seriously, right? You know, at the end, of the, you know, marriage is not like it's not. It's not. You don't say, okay, it was great. Well, it was great, and I'll I'll take a little break, or I won't work on my marriage. So somebody could start a mitzvah. The punishment is to lose things which are long term. You got to finish the job. It's not that you just start something. You don't just have a small thing. You got to finish the job. The Amru in a mitzvah nikris el al shem goimra. You know who gets the the name? The name is al shem goimra. The person who finishes. The job. The Amr Shlomo Melech Halav Shlomo. Shlomo Melech said, because you know they do, they, uh, like uh, Trump's big foreign policy thing a couple weeks ago was he signed with Saudi Arabia. It's like three hundred billion dollar deal. It's like a huge deal, which is whatever. I don't. I don't really care about. The, I mean, I do care about the deal, but it's not, but the, what's interesting is the initial talks were not from President Donald Trump. The initial talks were from President Barack Obama. We didn't finish the job. What's President Barack Obama, who, when he made this terrible, awful Iran deal, tried to appease Saudi Arabia and said he would sell them weapons. Uh, and he didn't finish the job. And it was just all talk. But he started this, he started this process and let it hang. So who gets all the credit? And, he, and actually, largely, it's a good thing. Donald Trump, because he's his deal. It's going to cost tens of thousands of jobs. And hopefully they'll take the Saudis, they'll fight the Iranians, and they'll fight each other, not us, you know, like at the end of the day, which is the point of it. But at the end of the day, whether it's credit, who finishes a job? That's whose name is on it. The person who finishes the job. You don't, you didn't hear Barack Obama's name with this deal. You'll hear his names, whether you like it or not, on the things he did. <laughs> you know? And the same thing with Mr. Trump. If he, if he talks and he doesn't do it, it's not, you know... If if he doesn't move the embassy, and that's you know, and somebody else does, then they did it, not him. Even if he starts the process, right? It's who does the job. And then mitzvah, even more so in Shemayim. Who cares in this world? You know, in this world, there are people who take who get credit for things that they did very little for, but they because they finished the job. But in Shemayim, we're saying it's called the person who finishes the job. The Amr Shlom Shalom. Chazisa, it's a pasuk in Mishlei in Proverbs. Chazisa Ishmar b'malachto. You see a person with a lot of energy, a lot of doing. Lifne malacham yisatzev, bal yisatzev lefechashem. You see a person who's active, who's a doer, right? who's a doer. He'll be put in front of kings and not lowly people. He'll accomplish. He's a person you want on your side. Uh, by the way, you see, by the way, uh, in, in the book of Rus, that Boaz, Naomi says about Boaz, that he will do the job that day. Right? When, he, when Boaz says he'll get back to her, Naomi says he's a man of action. He'll do it that day. Boaz, of course, the Malchus, the kingship of David, comes through Boaz. Right, being you'll be in front of kings. You'll be a you'll be a doer. My my father-in-law, Allah Shalom, blessed memory. His, his they called him in Hatzalah thunder, because I can tell you if he, you know you ask him, bam, it did, you know, you know he, he, on his I think on uh, his uh, he had a couple of statements on his like you know when he said like on his uh, 
uh, but, uh, on his like, emails, whatever. But he said he used to always say, "Give, uh, uh, give work to a busy man because he get the job done." You know, there are people who get jobs done. There are people who don't, right? And who are you going to want to promote up to people who could get the job done, who do what's needed? That's the person you want. And with mitzvahs, it's the same thing. If you want to be involved in mitzvahs, I'm being, I've said this before. I'll be frank. If I have to ask them to do a mitzvah, to do something, I can't, I don't have the time to sit there and delegate and, and, and be a policeman at the same time. And it's like, did you do it? Uh, 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 uh. Or I have to have a 15 minutes conversation. You know, and then and then the next day, oh Rabbi, you know, and the next day, uh, I, I can't. I have a very good opening line every time you've asked me. Which is so, what? Would you want the opportunity to do a mitzvah? Oh, it's true. No, no, no. How could, how could you say no to that? No, no, no. But but if you, saying, you have a good you have a good track record. So I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you got. It, 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 I mean, it's so think about it. You know, I'm in the business to an extent of giving out mitzvahs. I choke you not whether it's. Raising money, chesed, doing for the shul. I, I'm in the business. I'm in this business. Really, I, and, and and I I could I, I have lots of riches to give away. I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not saying to be a salesperson. I'm telling you it's a fact. Whether a person realizes it or not, I do. But I'm not going to look for difficulty. I have enough things I need to do, right? And that it's not going to. So who who would I ask? I'm going to ask somebody who I know. You're Jacob Stolen. His her husband. I'm telling you, doing this show, I can ask 15 people. I'll, I'll get to it. You know, in fairness, Jacob's retired, but, but Jacob's also gets the job done. He doesn't wait. He doesn't look, he doesn't look for accolades and praise, uh, you know, etc. He gets the job done. It's not like I don't have to police him. Of course, the mitzvah. I, I told him this is huge mitzvah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but he's rich because that. You're gonna see, a whole see after Shemaim, he would have done tremendous things for the shawl. Really, um, this class he puts it on the on on. Do you know how many people tell me? Even this class, I have multiple ladies who can't make it forever who listen to this class. But I can tell you, I get emails from some of these classes from around the world. So who who's he'll have a part of that. You know, why is Jacob doing every week? Because I know he gets the job done. He's reliable. He's reliable. He's uncomplicated. And he, and he doesn't, it's more, reliable means eventually, it means immediately. This thing will be on there tonight. Tonight it will be on. That's, that's, it's tremendous. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you know I had to email somebody today, shortly before this class? They told me a month ago they were going to do something. A month ago, I sent an email uh, three weeks ago. It's, it's coming. Two weeks ago, within a day. What's this? A month later. I'm like, what do you, you know? This, this person's one of the only people that could do this. So, I, you know, I don't have an option, but it's like a month. You know, and they told, it's not like that they can't do it. It's not like it just, right? So, would I go to them if I didn't have, if I had a choice? No, I would not. No, I would not. I would go to someone who gets the job done quickly. So if you're a, a king or a, or a CEO or you're a, a, a person who, in the case of mitzvahs, you're going to give it out, you'll go to people who will, will do and get the job done. And the Chazal, our sages, by Shlomo himself, that Shlomo uh, when he learned about the, they can build the base of Megiddo, the temple, 
he, he was quick. He didn't delay. You know, being a king of the Jewish people is lots of things to do. You're a busy man. So he didn't delay it um, in building it. Right? Which, the way he learns it out is that Shlomo's palace took him 13 years and his house, he took him, I mean, the base of took him 7 years. So Mela, you see that he was quick to build the base of English. It was, it was without delay. By the way, building those days, you ever see the, 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 you know, those stones they had? You know, how long it took to, to chisel and to transport those stones? It was mass amounts of labor. It wasn't like today. It happened, you know, and, and the fact is that the, the there a couple thousand years later, you know. Uh, so he wasn't, he wasn't, also Moshe, when he built the tabernacle, he built the Mishkan, no delays, right away. First opportunity, go ahead and build. Don't stop and go. You know what stop and go is? Start and stop. Sometimes, you know, there's contractors, you know, that they'll start, and they'll come back three weeks later, I fix something, blah, blah, blah. No stopping goes. Straight. Day in, day in, get the job done. V'chein, v'chein, timsa koma sem shot tzadikim, when you see all of the actions of the righteous, tami b'mihiris, they're always doing it quickly, with, 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 uh, uh, with, without, without delay, um, Avram Kosibo by Abram it says by Avram the Mar Avram Mahari when he had the three angels come he had guests he goes into Sarah's tent to Sarah's tent says, hurry up we got guests Hanar Vimar tell us the lad are you small let's go let's do us you see also by Rivka Tamar Vitarakala Rivka is going to pour the take care of whose camels. Eliezer, right? Eliezer's camels. She does it quickly. She doesn't make him wait. She doesn't delay. She doesn't tarry. The Chanam of Medrash, it says in the Medrash, the Tzamaher Ha'isha, the woman hurried up. This is this is Manoach, the wife of Manoach. Who's Manoach's son? Who's Manoach's son? I feel comfortable asking you because it's past week's Haftarah. <laughs> Shimshon, Samson. So the, the wife of Manoach, the wife of Manoach hurried up. You learn They don't delay the beginning of the mitzvah, and they don't delay finishing the job. They 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 finish uh, the job. No, just no. Um, Jesus, of course, doesn't mean. Uh, craziness. It means, uh, you know, as I, I think I mentioned, Ray Plitzkin used to say, uh, serene, serene alacrity. You have to be calm. It doesn't mean like sometimes you see a, a lunatic walking in the street, like running, like they have, you know, or speeding in their car. Like sometimes in Manhattan, like you see these like people with their suits, they're walking like uh, that, like there's a, like the 9/11 just got destroyed. Like, like they're like walk, they look like madmen on the street. Like they let's say you know, they walk like they're in a rush, but like no, I never saw a tzaddik do that. It's quick but calm. Doesn't mean losing uh, control of yourself. Quick, calm. If you're if you're so excited about doing a mitzvah, you can't sleep at night. That's not a good thing, right? That people like you know they get 
doesn't mean to lose perspective. It just means be consistent to get the job done. Um, and you see that a person whose uh, soul is a plumber, uh, as, a, as, a, as a flame, to serve Hashem, that a person who wants to serve God will not delay to do his mitzvahs. He'll be quick. He or she will be quick to get the job done. Until the matter is brought to completion. The person will go ahead and machshnel. You know what machshnel is? Go quickly. Go quickly. Guys, ladies have to learn Yiddish. You know. You don't speak, you didn't speak Yiddish at home? No. I ran, they didn't speak Yiddish? <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've actually had conversations with Germans throughout. I can actually, you can actually have, have somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. Uh, par- partially the part is that my Yiddish is not, the, 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 is not strong enough to have it. I'm sure if you had really strong Yiddish. Um, Very similar. It's similar, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a different dialect and much older. But yeah, so I'll teach you what's the Shemira. Yeah, machshnel, be quick. You gotta be rapid. Until the thing is brought to its completion. I'm born in old. It's just like Zuriza's being having alacrity is a product of an inner blaze of enthusiasm. You know, being excited. Now, it's actually, it's, it's crazy. Today, I, was, I had lunch at, um, had lunch at, the, at the PARS uh, with, uh, with a, an, with a uh, free advertisement with a, uh, with a uh, member of a, of, a, of a temple somewhere. So, a very prominent member of a temple. Uh, so, and then right next to me were a few Israelis who I knew. So, and one of them, actually, was Shiran's group. Actually, his, 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 his upper boss, I guess you'd call him Ohad, and like in, in an employer, a employer too. So, the one, there's Shiran, Yehuda, Ohad, who's the owner, owner-owner, and uh, this Daisha employee, this is unbelievable. This guy employee says to me, and I said, I, Ohad says to me, Rabbi, here's a Shiloh for you. So, what's a Shiloh? This guy's Eric, he says, how come when you were saying, I said, because I was speaking to us, I have to pray now, I have to say the blessing, greet, of the bench, say grass after meals. He wanted to know why I shuckled. I wanted to know like this. He wanted to know why I moved around when I was benching. Like, why don't I just sit, bench like this? I asked my husband about that because he does that a lot. Did he answer? No, he made it into a joke. Uh-huh. So, so why do you shuckle? So he asked me, this guy, is at this, this, this Norwegian uh, Norwegian uh, asked me uh, what I was doing. So I told him, I said, you know, Kabbalistically and other sources, it's brought down that a, a Jewish flame flicker, a, a soul flickers, and you have a push. You're excited to do something. There is So Jews shuckle when they pray. There's also, I think, a fear of God. It's different, but there's a, it's the, the flame flickering. Right? You're not, you're not, there's a, 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 an excitement, and that's why when you go to places where they pray very seriously, they don't stand like, like they're, 
Go to the Emir Shiva on the Yom and Arayim, on Yom Kippur, and you will see, like, <laughs> lots of vibrations and gyrations. Lots of vibrations, and they're, they're, they're not dead. They're not stoic. Uh, there's an excitement. You know, I, someone told me I went to a certain quote unquote, you should like they're like, like this. Like in the library. You know, if you ever in, if you ever go to like the mirror yeshiva, or like what, point the book, they're going, oh, the guards are like this, and you know, they're all, there's an excitement. You know, I once, uh, uh, I was once, I was in the mirror yeshiva, <coughs> about 22, I was, I was, I was Ben Azmanim. I was walking to see an Adam Gadol, his name was Chaim Brim the Blessed Mary Zatzal, a really Hashavi Jew, a Yushalmi Jew, and, and it was, a, it was a summer, there was an American, High school tour, like it must have been like I don't know, uh, young Judea. I, I, looking back, I didn't know what they were. To be honest, it was like, but it was in a high school, like a twelfth grade, eleventh grade t- tour. Uh, but it must have been like one of these like uh, nifty or young Judea type tours. Mm-hmm. So um, twenty, I was, 20, I was maybe twenty one or twenty two. I see these kids and they're looking at the sign in Meir Sharm, a Shabbos afternoon. It was Saturday, a Shabbos afternoon, and there's a sign in Meir Sharm. Like dress modestly, blah blah blah. You know, all welcome all guests. Better dress modestly. Please dress modestly. They're reading the sign. Actually, this group obviously they were told that you know they were they were completely not religious. Like you know they had like that Jewish, but you know it's twenty years ago. They were a closer generation, closer to Judaism. So uh, these Jewish looks. And I'm looking. And say, I said. So I look at these guys, and I say to them, "There's guys and girls. It's a co-ed tour, obviously." Uh, Said, so did you ever? Were you ever in a yeshiva? They said no. So I said, how about I take you? I'll show you the mere yeshiva. Now the girls actually want to come, and I, I, I feel bad if I be now. I'd have dealt with the girls a little different. I was like a single guy. I was like, going. To, I couldn't take them to mere yeshiva. I would have. I would have figured out something to now. I would have figured out something for them to do. Uh, but I just took these guys, like a few guys. Like you have to imagine, I kidnapped these guys. I, you know, I kidnapped them to come with me to the near yeshiva. Like, these guys, probably, who knows, like, I, I, it was like I was 22 years old. I was going to speak to this guy, like, this kid. So I bring them into the near yeshiva. Like, you know, they're the type of people who are never, like, from San Francisco, like, from Marin, you know, like, Mark, uh, Mark Greenstein, you know, who never went to Jewish school, but went to a Reform Temple. I, so I stole them. And I bring them into the yeshiva. Save them, Right. We what? We hope. We hope. No, no, they, they, they were blown away. I'm telling you, they were blown away. Like, look, like they were amazed at the sight. There were other people talking and then pumping and then screaming and then back and forth. They were amazed. And the, and the people, learned. I mean, they were amazed. Now, do I know whatever happened to them? Did it? Who knows? But I think they, they, but that feeling of looking at vibrant Yiddishkeit, pulsating Yiddishkeit, Pumping Judaism, exciting Judaism, um, on a regular Shabbos afternoon, not on Yom Kippur, not on Rosh Hashanah, not on a regular Saturday, and it, and it goes on there every single day in that yeshiva. <laughs> every single day, there is an excitement for Torah. There is an excitement, is a soul burning. So the righteous have his slatus, and their and their and their passion, their blaze causes this visas. Behind them is Shemargish Atzvah Maisa Mitzvah. When they're feeling the mitzvah, living it up, 
just like it speeds up the external, outer physical movement. So too it causes the inner thing, just like externally. You have a drive and a push. Um, uh, and you want to, you wanna, whether it's learn Torah, do chesed, pray. Oh, I mean, ladies, uh, don't raise your hand. I mentioned a, a simple prayer for your children last week, but let's pick up the bar over here. Prayer. You've got to still pray in the middle of the day. It's a busy day. You know, it's, you gotta, uh, you got to get a chaperine. You got to steal time in the day, you know. Um, everyone's busy. So you, and how are you going to prioritize it? And how are you going to do it? You got you to be quick. You got to have a desire to do it. You got to be able to be, to, to be focused before the clock is over and you lost your chance. If you're going slowly, come to a sruchal tishka tichpa. I once asked someone recently, you see, they're in the same city as their parent. Do you see your parent? No. Why not? They're on the other side of the city. Other side of the like, like, How hard is it to see your parents? Ah, it's a schlep. The same person. If he has to go to some sporting event to watch the, the, the what's it called? Um, the Santa Clara Cavaliers, right? Play against the Cleveland Warriors. This is baseball. It's baseball. You're not following the World Series, I see. Uh, I, that that the person all of a sudden has energy to do to see the person's mother. Kenished, can't in no time. I'll tell for Mrs. Fagan. You know, there's some people like animals. You heard of such people? They can't get anywhere, but for a dog, they can get. They can go miles. I have a lady in my in my block for cats. I mean, the lady will go for miles to help cats. Nothing wrong with helping cats. But what about everything else? Did you really? I can't really. So you know that type of thing. Yeah. So the same drive a person has to have for Torah, even more so. It's, it's a lot more. You know, it's a good thing to take care of Hashem's creatures. Nothing, nothing wrong. But the drive, what's pushing you for for eternal? Gamtuus v'tishka v'tichpe. Is a davar yadeo, right? Because if you don't push yourself, if you become lethargic, if you become lazy. That fire, that, that 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 spark will become extinguished. You'll lose it. You won't. It won't. It won't last. Um, the Amnam, that uh, 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 that a person who is most favored favored in serving a Kodesh is when you do it with a, a, a longing, a pining of the soul. And a, and a desire to be close to Hashem. That's what David applauds his good 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 lot in life. King David says, right? As a deer calls longly at the brooks of water, so does my soul call longly out to you. like you know a deer braying. My I, I pine for you. I mean it's like. You don't have to. You're like this poet. You know this this poetic. He's the king of Israel. He was the undisputed king of Israel, King David. He was a he was a warrior. 
He was, he was the person who killed Goliath. He was the champion. Not only was the king of Israel, he was the person who married the previous king's daughter, King Saul's daughter. And yet, David unabashedly desires to cling to God and, 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 and with, with a passion, with, with a fervor. Um, he also says, My soul yearns, no, it pines for the courtyards of Hashem. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. That's that 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 push, that desire, that excitement. But let's say you don't have that feeling. I act feeling. He with You want to create an internal feeling. So the idea of chitzonius is going to the place that your external actions causes you internal feelings. Right, so the Ramam says if you give charity, you should give it if you have, if you're stingy, better give a hundred times a dollar than one time a hundred dollars. Why? Because the act of giving a hundred times will change who you are. If you're not a happy person, smile. Smile and smile and smile and smile and smile. It's practice. No, that's not good enough. There you go. Yeah, smile. You know, you gotta just uh yeah, give it a smile. Sometimes it's the Russians, by the way. They, they, they can't smile. No. no, not at all. You, not at all. Stoic. Older Russians, stoic. I mean, you speak to these people. Yeah. No, really, no, it's cultural. Yeah, tough life. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no, no, it's not a good thing. But, gotta, but you know, if you can't smile, you're lacking an internal happiness. They consider it's artificial. That's because they, they never experience what it is. So it is artificial. It's like people tell me, you really spiritual? Like, if you don't know what free will is, if you don't know what spiritual is, you, it's like, you don't know what, you, you don't, I said this to someone today, one of these groups I was meeting with lunchtime, I, I said, talking about the Kotel, the Kosal, and never being there, is like reading about chocolate and never tasting it. <laughs> so if you don't know what it means to be happy, you think it's artificial. But if you're happy, you smile. <laughs> happy people smile. Right? You, you enjoy life. It's kishmak. It's good. It's, it's all good. They're not happy. That's the real problem. So you know what we should do in Russia? Uh, send me on a tour there. Maybe you'll sponsor me. I'll give them smile clinics. And they'll she'll translate. Uh, she'll translate. Yeah. I'll start with Putin. <laughs> yeah, and he smiles once in a while when he gets to, when he cheats someone or like kills somebody. I don't know what he does. <laughs> you know, you know. When, when, so, so, but uh, you know, you know. At the end of the day, so if you're not if you're not cheery, smile. I'm actually I'm just I read this fantastic book on on management and leadership. It's and it's all it's really a Jewish thought. Act, it's called Act Like a Leader. And then think like a leader, something like that. It's by a, a, a lady called Herminia Arbera, who is a professor at Harvard Business School. Herminia is. So it's act like a leader. She, she basically, her, her, her thesis is, is that the way you position yourself for higher leadership positions is not thinking your way there. It's acting your way there. That when you adjust to a new higher job, you need to, you're not, you, you act in there and you'll become that leader. Right? If you act like a leader, you'll think like it. Maybe she wants to give a memo to Donald Trump. Like, you know, 
uh, you know, act like it, and then you'll be that way. You know, again, I happen to like many things he does, but I think he needs to know how to act like a leader, right? You need to know there's a certain demeanor that you, that you do when you're in that kind of position, right? At the end of the day, that's the case in all things in life. You're not a, a, a go-getter. You're a little bit slow. Push yourself. Push yourself. Like, give, you know, push yourself in... You know, you wake up late, put the alarm on early, and wake yourself up morning, jump out of bed, even though you're half asleep. Right? Push yourself, and you'll get there. Obviously, in gradations, but if you're not, you don't have that internal drive, push yourself to do more. Push yourself, and don't wait to. Now, I always say, because I deal with a lot of Bali Tshuva, Baruch Hashem, thank God. So, in life, especially with Bali Tshuva, there's, uh, you have to take steps. I always say, there's elasticity. If you go too far, you snap back. Right? You jump too far up the steps, you'll fall on your face. But you need to push yourself. The, the key in life is you always need to have a tension of pushing yourself. And if you don't have an internal drive, push yourself and you'll get it. You, it will help generate it. It's an Tova says it. Then it will become part of you to be excited. External acts just like if you smile and smile and smile and smile and smile, you become happier. If you give and give and give, you'll become more generous. You become less stingy. You know, you become less stingy. Uh, if you, uh, I, 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 I'll say something. I, I, I had to, you know, coach someone who was unintimate. Kiss, you'll you'll learn to appreciate it. You know, you don't like it, you'll learn, you'll get it. You know, trust me, just practice enough. You know, you'll feel it. You know, there's a certain chitzayinus is garden panemis. Your external causes your internal. Your external will change you. If you have a hard time focusing, practice focusing. Maybe get rid of your your, your little toy uh, or computer and it'll focus better also. But, you know, but practice focusing. Practice focusing. What's simple is we always control our external actions more than our internal thoughts. Right? That's easier to change. It's easier to change what you do than what you think. And that's why you first do, then think. Right? It's, it, it's, it's, I can make somebody Shomer Shabbos a lot quicker then you can make them live Shabbos. Right? It's much easier to, to take on external trappings of anything. Of course, Shabbos is obligatory to do the external, but really, you want to feel Shabbos. So you want to have that emotion. You, know, you have to practice that smile still. <laughs> <laughs> you look so happy. I read somewhere that they say that dressing modestly is very easy to do. Resting modesty. Yeah, but is, oh, so that's a perfect example. Right. Which no, no, no. Is, is much but if you, do. but you know what? If you want to live modestly, if you're wearing, if you're a girl, a, a tank top or a provocative shirt and jeans, you'll feel a lot mod- less modest. Yeah, but they than, say the clothing is the easiest change. To but make. it changes you. You know, oh, you take the same. No, oh, oh, immediately you take the same bummy kid with, and you put on a suit on him, boy. Versus, you know, uh, you know, uh, a skid, uh, skid Street shirt, you know, or the Motley band, you know, with ripped and, you know, with jeans, you know, you take the guy's ponytail and you cut it off, mm-hmm. and you give him a clean cut haircut, and like the, when, and, 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 you know, I still remember the days where I, when I, when I would have walked by a television, they had Leave It to Beaver. Is that still on, by the way? 
Leave it to the. So, I don't think it's on reruns anymore. Yeah, it's on reruns. They're, they're clean cut kids. Yes. No? So you take somebody, uh, you take somebody, you make them look, they will act differently. You know, if you could. They actually, the, the Sina de San Jose had a program for gang members to take off their tattoos. You know why? Because if you can get the tattoos off some of these people, they will think differently. They will think the gang members who can get off some they will it will change their demeanor. And you're right, it's a lot easier to change your clothes. But the minute you change your clothes and a girl dresses edel, dignified, that same girl who was walking around with getting tanned across the street and walking around with a tank top, you know, will think differently immediately. It may take a long time to become Sarah Schneer, <laughs> but uh but immediately, there's a difference in the person. Immediately. Now, of course, it's easier to change, than, as you said, than they, 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 but it affects immediately. Well, absolutely. Immediately. Immediately. You want to, you want to, you want to, like prayer? Pray. You know, if you don't, if you, you know, you won't feel it otherwise at, 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 at all. Um, so that we can control our external things. So if you go and do mitzvahs with a, a bren, you know what a bren is? No. With a fervor. With a fervor. Even if it's not real, it will help generate that fervor. Right? If every time you do a mitzvah, you say, Yay! Don't do that publicly in the street, though. <laughs> People will call the police on you or just think you're they're just weird. They'll think, exactly, they'll think you're just weird. But you say to yourself, Yay! You know what? Over time you'll feel, Yay! Right? Yeah, you know, or shach. When you come to a he would do a jig. You know, he would do a dance. It wasn't, you know, that was natural. But it starts by saying, yay! You know, uh, I, yeah, I mentioned, if you want to get a common person, when I was teaching Chavoslavos, say, every time a small thing happens, Baruch Hashem, Rekam Zulatova, it will make you more thoughts of trust in God. Um, and it will come, Mikoch Mashem Eslai Betinu Asa, but also, by, and then it will become from your external, it will become your internal. This is what the prophet Hosea said. Let us know. Let's run to know Hashem. And after that it says, because of when we know where we run, then we'll roar like a lion. This ends chapter 7. Next week, we'll start chapter 8.